Hello, and welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast. I hope that wherever you are, you're having a great day, and I hope that you find the things that we talk about helpful. Right now, we are in the middle of a series on discipline called Discipline Now, and today we're specifically talking about the discipline of the mind. When I was in the military, which was some time Uh, go now. We did a lot of training. Obviously, in the military, you do a lot of training. Uh, We were diverse in the things we did in the unit I was with. We were involved in sea and air and land training. Uh, Of course, a lot of that required a high degree of physical fitness. But probably more important than the physical training was the mental discipline that was required. I would say in that mental discipline, there were two basic kinds of mental discipline required. One was disciplining yourself not to quit when you wanted to quit. If you've ever been in a situation like that, it takes a lot of mental discipline to continue doing something that is uncomfortable that you don't want to do, especially when you have no idea how much longer you're going to be doing it. And the other kind of mental discipline was being able to control mental reactions in the presence of danger and fear, like the fear of falling or a fear of drowning, disciplining your mind to remain in control of yourself instead of panicking in a situation like that. And I saw some crazy levels of discipline. There are men who are able to discipline their mind to push their body beyond their physical ability, men who are able to discipline themselves to stay underwater until they pass out. They're so disciplined that they are able to dominate their survival instinct. And I've known men who are able to discipline their mind to the point that they could push their body until it collapsed. And I don't say that because I think it's a good idea to push yourself that far. Actually, it can be detrimental to do so. But I say it to illustrate that it is possible to discipline your mind beyond what most people would probably think is even possible. Because your mind is a powerful thing if you discipline it and you have control of it. And it's deadly important that we do discipline it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, Paul says that all things are lawful to me, but I will be dominated by nothing. And when Paul says that, it's not a, you know, you can't tell me what to do attitude. That's not what he means at all. Paul is talking about being the master of his own will of his desires, of his own body. And that is the essence of this series, Discipline Now, being the master of your own will, your own desires, your own flesh, you controlling those things instead of them controlling you. And to achieve the kind of mastery over ourselves that Paul talks about requires discipline of the mind. But unfortunately, uh, to be very frank about it, many men are not concerned with that including many who would call themselves Christians. I see a lot of Christian men who are reactionary. Um, They get upset, often like little kids. I've seen a lot of older Christian men do that. Um, Instead of possessing a Christian mind, they are dominated by the world around them and any little change in their environment upsets them and they react to it. But what does it mean to possess a Christian mind. And I don't mean just knowing stuff about the Bible, but possessing 
a disciplined Christian mind. Because your mind is constantly receiving input. Everything you do all day long, you're constantly receiving information, receiving input. Sometimes you sort through a lot of that and don't even realize you're doing it. But it's obvious in the world we live in today that we receive more input and have to process more information than ever before in history. Uh, Just the fact that you are able to listen to this on whatever device you are listening to proves that. Um, Our mobile phones, our laptops, iPads, all of those things constantly feed us information and give us input. And you really can't control the amount of information that is available. And it's not bad that it is available. You can't control what's out there, but you can control what you allow into your mind, which may raise the question, why does it matter what I allow into my mind? You know, does it, does what I think about really make any difference? Does it matter what I think about? Does it matter if I just endlessly scroll through social media and just let my brain absorb whatever happens along? Well, it's a biblical concept. You can find it in the book of Proverbs, chapter four, verse 23, verse 23, verse seven. Um, it's a biblical concept that whatever you allow in determines what the output will be. What you consume determines what you become. And it really is that simple. What you think about now is shaping who you will be tomorrow. And that's why it's important to discipline your mind now. And we don't often really think about what we're thinking about, but it's imperative that we discipline our mind in such a way that we will possess a Christian mind. Discipline is sacrificing right now for the benefit of ourselves and others later. And you are creating your future self based on the decisions you make right now, the things that you think about. And to put it very simply, to discipline your mind now means to control what you think about right now, not to procrastinate, not to start tomorrow, but to control what you think about right now. And it's not that complicated, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's easy either. There's a lot of things that are simple, but that doesn't mean they're not difficult. And we need to learn how to do some things. But discipline of the mind is definitely achievable. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Paul gives us an outline for doing that, for disciplining our mind. <coughs> and this is what he says. Chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. And those are the things that a disciplined mind thinks about. Those are the things that are going to lead to possessing a Christian mind. Things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. And good report means like fair speaking, attractive, winning, victorious, things like that. And there's nothing negative in what Paul writes. And, you know, I don't mean this is like a positive thinking and kind of a a, a contemporary postmodern type of sense, but nothing that Paul writes about there is negative. It's all good stuff. All of those are enjoyable things to think about, but we have to discipline ourselves to think about them. And Paul says, think about these things. 
And I don't know what you think about or what your thoughts are like, but I do know that we're all thinking about something, but we don't often give much thought to what we think about. We're all thinking about something, but we don't think that much about what we're actually thinking about. And according to the Bible, we can and very much should do that right now. We need to determine what is going to be in our mind rather rather than just letting your mind roam around free range and pick up whatever it happens to find along the way. And then you think about those things. Now, that creates some problems when we do that. And here's my theory on an undisciplined mind. And this is just my theory. So do with it whatever you like. But we desire uh, some basic things. There's basic things that we seek out, that we want, that we think about. And they're safety. uh, We desire pleasure. And we desire comfort. And those are all good God-given desires until we exercise them outside of God's intended context. And when our mind is undisciplined, that's where it tends to go, in my opinion. It goes to safety, it goes to pleasure, it goes to comfort. And we'll pick one of those out. Let's talk about safety. In regards to safety, we can always find something to be worried about. And with all the information that's available, some of it's true, some of it's not, an undisciplined mind can wander around and pick all these things up and come to a place where you begin to see the world as a very dangerous place where everything's out to get you, the end is always nigh, things like that. Because there's always something wrong somewhere. And with the amount of news and information we have available, we see a lot of those things. And media sensationalizes those, making it seem worse than it is so as to get the attention of consumers and sell advertising. And the reality is that most of it has absolutely nothing to do with you and zero effect on your life. But because it is so available and because people don't discipline the way they think and don't discipline their mind, I've seen some young people who, because of what they constantly see and hear, and I don't really blame this for them for this because they're young and their mind is malleable and they haven't learned this yet, but because of what they constantly see and hear, they were constantly terrified that the world was about to collapse. And I don't mean, you know, kind of concerned or reasonably concerned. I mean, they were living in constant, overwhelming, crippling fear. And You know, you can see things like that in the climate change ideology, the idea that climate change is so catastrophic that it takes precedence over everything else. And we have to, you know, tackle and do all these things at, you know, what regardless of the cost to anyone, that's just stupid. And usually actions taken in fear do a lot of damage and almost no good. And climate change is something that needs to be approached reasonably, not denied, not not to be feared. But that requires discipline of the mind uh, in counseling. A very popular intervention is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is yeah, well, basically it's helping someone learn to discipline their mind. Because usually when someone seeks counseling um, for something like depression or anxiety, their mind has been running wild with negative thoughts and negative self-talk and catastrophizing and making things seem far worse than they actually are. But part of the liberty we have in Christ is the liberty to choose 
right now to discipline our mind. And think on the things Paul tells us to think on in Philippians 4.8. And the list Paul gives us, interesting thing about it is that it intentionally and necessarily excludes things that are sinful and negative. So part of disciplining yourself is learning to set boundaries and say no to yourself, to say no to some of the things that your mind wants to think about, to exclude some things from your thinking. Uh, You know, the Garden of Eden has walls around it. Uh, The New Jerusalem in heaven has walls around it. God's all about setting boundaries um, in the things you do and the things you think about. And discipline now begins by setting boundaries in your mind that exclude and say no to sinful negative things. Things where you say, okay, no, my mind is not going to go there. I'm not thinking about these things. It has to start there. Sinful and negative things are really easy to think about. They're really easy to dwell on. You know, it takes effort to train your mind to think about what is true, what is pure, uh, what is lovely. And, you know, frankly, true is a big problem for a lot of people. Um, We hear something, we read something, and we kind of have a tendency to assume something's true. Um, and, And sometimes it's just not. There's a lot of things on the internet like that, obviously, that people kind of grab a hold of, but they're not necessarily true. And if we don't know something is true, and we're not 100% sure of that, we shouldn't treat it like it is. But it's very easy to dwell on negative things, things I want, things I don't have, someone else is better off than me, I wish I was able to do this thing, the world is such a terrible place, you know, I've been hard done by, I've been treated poorly, I wish things were better. It's easy to set up camp there in our mind. And if you dwell on miserable things, you will be miserable. You know, in your brain, your thoughts form neural pathways. And the more you think a thought, the more your thoughts fall into that pattern. It's something that happens in your mind. And so we have to discipline ourselves to think about the right things. Because if you dwell on miserable things, you'll be miserable. If you think your heart done by and your life is miserable and everything is not fair and you're worse off than everybody else, then the, the thought you're having now is who you are becoming tomorrow. The thought you had yesterday is who you are today. And I don't mean the silly idea that you can manifest physical things with your thoughts. That's not what that is about at all. But the way you think is going to determine who you are and how you feel. Your circumstances do not determine, or they don't have to determine who you are or how you feel. Your decisions do. Now, I know it's popular to blame negative thoughts and feelings on things that happened in the past or when you were a kid or that it's your parents' fault that you're miserable today. And Bad things may have happened. That may be very true. And it's right to recognize that. But you are not required to live there. It's your decision not to. And I know someone personally who had a a worse childhood than most people can possibly imagine. And it, it, it was pretty horrific. And I don't have permission to tell their story, so I'm not going to. But if anyone had a reason to claim childhood trauma, As a reason for having problems today, it would be this person. And the things that happened 
when they were young, even followed them into adult life in a very tangible way. Uh, But this person is one of the most faithful, caring, generous people I know. And some of that bad experience was even uh, used as a springboard to go on and do good things. Now, the Holy Spirit can do amazing things in healing people and changing people, but you have to take part and discipline your mind. That's that's one of the dis- misconceptions about counseling is that a counselor has some formula that after some talking, your problems are going to go away. Now, a counselor helps you pinpoint the problem, which is probably a lie, and then gives you tools to help you work on the problem. And the problem often is believing some kind of lie, believing a lie that I have to be miserable today because of something that happened 30 years ago. That's not true. But a counselor helps you pinpoint a problem and gives you tools to help you work on the problem. And to overcome those things requires discipline. You have to say no and exclude some of the things you want to think about. But at the same time, you can't just say, I'm not thinking about that anymore. That doesn't work, obviously. You know, don't think about a white elephant. That that doesn't work. You know, I can say, okay, stop thinking about the white elephant. Don't think about a white elephant anymore. And that's not helpful. But in, instead, I add to it, okay, I want you to think about a pink rabbit. Well, well, maybe I can do that. And that's kind of an illustration of what Paul's telling us to do in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Think on these things. Fill your mind with these things. The choices you make today, the thoughts you have today, are shaping the future you live in tomorrow. And that all starts with what you think about. And that's why you must discipline your mind now. The things you think about today are setting up who you will be in the future. And as you go through an average day, you are constantly bombarded with things that want access to your mind, things that want to dominate your thoughts. But you must discipline your mind. It's like God said to Cain way back in the book of Genesis. He says to Cain, but if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to dominate you, but you must rule over it. We must rule over our own mind and make sure the things we say yes to line up with the instruction Paul gives us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Whatever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, think on these things. And a lot of our yes and no's in disciplining our mind has to do with the internet. We spend a lot of time in front of screens. Um, There are things that we search for, but there are also things we don't search for that just kind of get fed to us. You know, you're on your device and you scroll and you just happen to see whatever pops up next, or you're on YouTube and it just auto plays stuff. And when you use YouTube or you Google something, there are algorithms that feed you more of what you search for. It, It feeds you more of what it thinks you want to see. For instance, you and I can go type the same thing into a search engine And we will be shown different suggestions based on our past search history. For instance, if you type COVID into your search engine, we'll most likely see different things. 
uh, it, who knows what your suggestions might be. I have no idea, but it might suggest COVID symptoms or COVID cases or COVID restrictions and guidelines. Or it might suggest COVID hoax or COVID in the new world order based on your search history. And actually, that might be a great exercise to see what you've been thinking about. Am I thinking on things that are true, honest, just, and pure? Have I been disciplining my mind or have I been shoveling endless trash into my brain? Your search suggestions will give you a pretty good idea. Type a few things in your search engine and, and see what your suggested searches look like. And be honest about it. Are they true? Are they honest? Are they just? Are they pure? Are they lovely? Or are they something else? And if there's something else, you need to discipline your mind now. Because regardless of the degree to which you recognize it, who you are today is the result of what you were thinking about yesterday. You know, people like to eat junk food. Some people have disciplined themselves not to do it, but everybody likes it. And we also like mental junk food. It's quick, it's easy, it's entertaining, entertaining but for the most part, it doesn't really hold any value. And it can likely even be detrimental sometimes. And the fact is that media availability is not going to decrease. It's not going away and you can't control that. And getting rid of it altogether is probably not realistic for most people. Maybe an option for some, but for most people, it's just not realistic. Um, or is even really a good idea, but you can discipline your mind right now in what you consume. Uh, we've talked about algorithms, which are very complicated things, and I don't pretend to understand how they work, but I know that they do. Every time I search for something, I get all kinds of targeted advertising. But an algorithm feeds you more of what it thinks you want to see. Well, not that it thinks, it's just does what it does. And Paul in Philippians chapter four, verse eight is challenging us to intentionally program our thinking by disciplining our mind to think on certain things, on specific things. Say no to some things, say yes to other things and seek out things to say yes to. Philippians chapter four, verse eight says, finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. And the word Paul uses for think is a Greek word, which interesting is, it's where we get the word logarithm, uh, which sounds kind of like algorithm, but it means deliberate and prolonged concentration, kind of like you're trying to solve a math problem. And disciplining your mind is being active in what your mind dwells on versus passive, deliberate and prolonged concentration. Disciplining your mind to actively seek out things that are honest, just, pure, lovely, and thinking on those things versus passively letting it your, your mind wander about and whatever happens along is what you happen to think about. Now, here's a key factor in disciplining your mind and possessing a Christian mind. Okay, You will never possess a disciplined Christian mind if you don't consume and think about Scripture now. You just won't. That's reality. It's impossible to have a disciplined Christian mind if you don't consume and think about Scripture. It will never happen. That's reality. And biblical literacy 
um, is definitely on the decline. A lot of people, you know, own a Bible, but they definitely don't read it. In 10 years ago, uh, in Australia, only about 20% of Australian Christians read their Bible. And that's Christians, not the general population, 20% of Christians. And, you know, you can look around and see that by a way a, a lot of people claiming to be Christians think, okay, you'll never possess a disciplined Christian mind if you don't consume scripture now. It's impossible to be influenced by the Bible if you don't know what it says. That's just reality. You will not possess a Christian mind if you don't put Christian things in your mind. And there's just no excuse not to do that. The Bible is more available than it has ever been. Matter of fact, most people access the Bible online. And it doesn't doesn't even matter if you can't read today. You can listen to it. Personally, I listen way more than I read. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I like books and I prefer an actual copy of the Bible. And that's great if you actually read it. And what happens, and this happens a lot, is that, and, and well, this happens with secular culture too, but it happens among Christians. Christians who don't read or listen to the Bible just tend to make things up. They, they, they fill in the gaps of things they don't know with what they happen to feel. You know, that's what secular culture and Christians do who don't know the Bible. They make up who God is and they just kind of plug in the holes where they don't have the information because they haven't learned it. They make up who God is and what he does and, and how he does things because the fact is, is they don't actually know. And then they misrepresent who God is and they end up worshiping little gods instead of the one true God. And that's where you get all the goofy things like the prosperity gospel and all of that silliness is people just not knowing their Bible. Now, I'm realistic. I know it's not the easiest thing for everyone to consume scripture, but consume it we must. Discipline now because it matters. And I know that people say all the time, I don't have time. But if most people spent half of the time reading their Bible or listening to it that they spent on social media, they would be a Bible scholar. And there are so many options available and personally, I use the Uversion app a lot and I listen to it a, a lot, you know, and you don't want to read, you can listen. There's nothing wrong with listening. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And I know there are a lot of different reading plans available and things like that, that, you know, have specific things. And those can be helpful if you've got something specific you're dealing with and you're like, what does the Bible say about this? <clears throat> but for the most part, the best way to read and hear God's word is just to read it and listen to it, you know, straight through the Bible, straight through a book, maybe the whole Bible, maybe the Old Testament, maybe the New Testament, maybe it's a single book that you just go straight through, but just straight through it, read it, listen to it. And it's free. I mean, there's nothing keeping you from possessing a Christian mind except a lack of discipline right now. Read the Bible or listen to it. Fill your mind with things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report. You know, those words are your filter. And not all secular stuff is bad either. There are a lot of good books and different things available. Just filter it. Um, 
you know, I, I like, I enjoy a good movie. I enjoy a good television series, a, a good book as much as anyone else. And, and the Bible isn't the only Christian thing there is to read either. There are a lot of great Christian books and a lot of really great Christian authors and classic books. And there are many things to watch, to listen to, and, and to read that are very Christian. And if you don't possess a Christian mind and you don't discipline your mind, that's your own fault. You, you have to take responsibility for you. Nobody else can do that for you. Discipline your mind now. And it, it's not that hard to fill your mind with good things if you're willing to discipline yourself. Like Paul wrote to Timothy, train yourself in godliness because it holds value for this life and the life to come. Well, I hope that's helpful. And I just want to say thanks for tuning in. And I appreciate you listening. And if you think this might be helpful for someone else, please share it with them. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Have a good one.